0: So I found meditation um, actually in the, my first rookie year of playing professionally. Um, I didn't know I needed it. I just knew that my confidence was so low and my performance anxiety was so high that I was just not having a good time.
1: Hi, my name is Prince Daniels Jr. And I'm a former NFL running back, an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra, nothing, nothing. Is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the Game Beyond the Game Talk That Talk as a place for thought-provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now, it's time to talk that talk with your MC, Stan Pearson II, and myself, Prince Daniels Jr.
2: So we're not going to mince any words. We're going to get right to it. A legend before her time. We'll get into how later on. But I'd like to welcome and present to you all Sam Lofton, who is a former professional women's soccer player who was a D1 standout athlete at James Madison University. She was drafted 20th overall in the 2015 National Women's Soccer League Boston Breakers. After two seasons at the... NWSL. She went on to play two and a half seasons in Europe, ah, where she won two championships. All I do is win. I'm sorry. Let me <laughs> to do it. And was statistically the best left defender in Iceland. What? Okay. All right. She retired in 2018 after becoming a certified functional medicine health coach and certified meditation and mindfulness coach. She now teaches meditation to athletes as a form of mental training for sport and for life. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, clap your hands and stomp your feet for Sam Lofton. Sam, how are you
0: doing? How you feeling? I'm great. Wow. I wish you could introduce me everywhere I go. That was so good. Thank you. It.
2: We'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so very much for being here. Let's uh let's go.
3: Jump right into it. So who is Sam? Who is Sam Lofton?
0: Who is Sam? Wow. Great question. Right off the bat. Um, But yeah, I'm a PA girl, Pennsylvania. I am now currently in Pittsburgh. Um, Before the show, we talked about how Prince doesn't like the field for the Steelers. So all my new Pittsburgh friends, you can be mad at him. Um, But yeah, so I'm a Pennsylvania girl and yeah, played soccer my whole life. And um, for a few different reasons, I got led away from it. Um, a lot of injuries, a lot of illnesses, a lot of, you know, adversity that we all go through. Um, and I got led towards meditation and mindfulness and it was like the biggest blessing of my life. Um, and, you know, made that transition to focus on that full time and hopefully help some other athletes along the way. So, um, that's Sam in a nutshell, but yeah.
3: Nice. Nice. Where are you from, Sam?
0: Originally outside of uh, Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, suburb. So um, Eastern Pennsylvania is a really strong area for soccer. So that was awesome. Um, You know, grew up playing with my older brother and sister, trying to keep up with them. So, uh, yeah, Pennsylvania my whole life. College in Virginia, then Europe, then right back to Pennsylvania.
3: Nice. So you was on the opposite side of Will Smith, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Not West Philadelphia. We east. east I actually,
0: I was too young to know exactly directionally where my, my town was. I want to say north of Philadelphia, but I don't even really know. It's called really? Horsham. Horsham PA shout out if anyone knows it.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> I want to shout out no matter what. I love it. I love it. Yeah.
2: We to be true? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so uh, listen, a lot of folks don't know this and will kind of work on this timeline, but a legend before your time, the the legend has it that hey, 12 years old, maybe this has a lot to do with running around, you know, chase your sister, but 12 years old, they're like, hey, hey, she's real. Tell us about that as a as a young soccer player, let's say what drew you to it and how did they know how great you were gonna be? And what did you think of you at the time?
0: Yeah. Wow. These are, these are good questions. So, so like I said, I think that it was just my brother and sister playing there. So we're all in a row. Um, my brother's two years older than me. My sister is one year older than me. So everything they did, I did. Um, so we'd play in the front yard. My mom like put lights on the house. She bought goals. She put turf in our house so we could just play wherever, whenever. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's the MVP of all of this. Um, but yeah, then I, then I grew up and, and I just, you know, I loved the competition. I, I always played a year up with my sister. So um, that kind of threw me into like, the. For, so for soccer, you have like state, regional and national programs. Um, so you try out for your state. So I played on my state, like Pennsylvania's team, um, the, like starting at like age 11, maybe. Um, and then, yeah, by age 12 was the first time that like national team scouts were like coming to watch me. Um And yeah, I think I was like a little too young to really start to have those confidence issues then. But I did start to like, you know, feel that anxiety at at 12. Like I knew someone important was watching me. um, And, you know, it was, it it started, I started to feel it. So I don't think I, I think I like made it through as a young kid on talent alone and, and the mental side of the game wasn't a huge, you know, a huge, uh, deterrent or, or whatever. But then when I got older and like fully understood, I was like, oh, no. that's when I started questioning myself. And, um, you know, the mental work really started. But at age 12, all was good. I was a legend, like you said. <laughs> but then life happened and <laughs> people oh, caught right. up to me for a while.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it finds a way of humbling us all. And what advice is interesting? You, you mentioned that, you know, 12 and growing up and looking back like, oh, wow. All right. What advice would you give the younger version of you, right? As you look back, like what advice would you give the younger you?
0: Yeah, I would I would just try to tell myself to like hold on to that like childlike passion that I had um, because times got much, much harder <laughs> as I progressed, um, you know, like not to get too deep into it, but my, it, my sister suffered actually from um, a career ending brain injury when I was 14 and she was 15. Um, and, and then from there, the stress kind of led me to get sick and injured often. Um, so I think that really like if I could just remind myself, you know, never take a day for granted, um, and just keep that passion through the hard times that would have helped because, you know, the, the depression, the anxiety of like feeling like my sport was getting taken from me at a young age was really hard. Um, and I wasn't ready for it. I don't, I don't know if anyone is at that age, but I wasn't ready for it. So the passion really would have helped just keeping my eye on the prize, you know?
2: <laughs> you know, that's really powerful. I know that, you know, I, you know, you and Prince kind of mentioned the same thing. things happen when you don't expect them to happen, which can weigh heavily, you know, during that time. Mm-hmm. What were some things that you were able to do to help you through those times?
0: Yeah, so I think a lot of it was external. You know, a lot of it was keeping like my sister in mind. Um, And I think now that I'm older, I understand that that was like my why which is funny because now I teach that to kids, like find your why, find like your, your emotional reason for doing anything. Um, but it, it, you know, it, it was external at that point and it was my sister. Um, and I continued to play, you know, th- it was tough. Like I, I, so many times I wanted to quit cause I would just have to see her not being able to play. Um, but I, like tapping into that, you know, emotional why for my reasoning of, of putting up with the hard times of, you know, putting up with the injuries, the illnesses, the travel, all that stuff, um, was for something bigger than me. And that really helped when, you know, when, you know, days in college, when I was injured for 18 months straight and I, you know, I was ready to give it up every day. I was like, you can't, you know, your sister's at home, like cheering you on. So, um, that really, that, that emotional why that's out, that's bigger than me is what kept me going.
2: Wow. Thank you. And I, and I'll just, uh, would you say that that was the most difficult transition, you know, that you're working through, especially during that time in sports?
0: My sister. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the most difficult thing to date in my life. Yeah. I think it's hard when it's hard when things happen to you, but I think it's even harder when they happen to like your loved ones and you can't do anything about it. Right. Like you just feel helpless. Um, so it was, really hard for me. It's like going to college and playing pro, like still it's like, yeah, Jen could have done that. Jen's my sister. Like she was so talented, um, so athletically gifted. So it was, it was, um, yeah, probably the hardest thing, like still hands down in my life. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Understood. Prince, you look like, you look pensive, man. What are you, what are you thinking? Well,
3: I just wanted to know um, before we jump into your background, do you think what you're doing now would have helped you and your sister um in growing up and and accelerating and being the best duo that you guys probably envisioned that you wanted to, to be.
0: Yeah, I do. I, I think for a multitude of reasons, but like a huge one is that the health benefits that meditation even have um would have helped, you know. Uh, among other therapies and stuff. But I think that in itself would have helped my sister tremendously. Um, And, you know, the side effects that she developed um, would have just been helped so much with meditation, but neither of us had any idea about it back, you know, back at that time. Um, But I've gotten her into some things like floating, um, which is kind of similar meditative aspect, um, but a little easier because you just lay there. But um, got her into those things and she really enjoys it. So, um, but yeah. I, I like I think meditation and mindfulness is like the like the one thing that I wish I had learned about earlier in my life, yeah,
3: when did you learn about it, and what was it that was so intriguing that that sparked that oh Sam, this is it this is I've found what I've been looking for. this is the missing piece,
0: yeah, that's such a good question because like I fumbled my way through it for so long, but so I found meditation um. Actually, in my first rookie year of playing professionally, um, I didn't know I needed it. I just knew that my confidence was so low and my performance anxiety was so high that I was just not having a good time. Um, And just one, I don't know, I must have been Googling something, but one day I had an ad pop up on my computer that has to do with like the science of your emotions and, and of your thoughts. And I studied um, pre-med in college. So, like I love science. And I was like, okay, like I'm listening. And I watched this video and it was this woman talking about like the power and, and the science of your thoughts and how it affects you like hormonally and stuff. Um, so I, I bought a course and I started it and still didn't really know that I was meditating. But um, what really helped me was I journaled and pretty quickly started to notice things like my anger was lower, like my patience was better. Um, all these things started changing. And it really wasn't until the next season that I went onto my new team that I realized how big of an effect it had like on my game as well.
2: So, so beautiful. Spoken by two champions. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes the word meditation can be, what's the word I'm looking for? Taboo. Yeah. Taboo, imposing. Uh, or even, you know, some folks feel a bit intimidated by it. How, like, what's a simple way of explaining this is what it is for someone, especially young folks that want to find their way into, again, being more peaceful or calm or working with their anger? How would you describe meditation?
0: Yeah, so that's my goal. You nailed it. My goal is just to normalize it and to make, you know, young people and everyone, you know, think that it's for them. Um, and so how I describe it is it's literally just thinking about something you choose to think about, you know, it's just trying to quiet your mind from the million other thoughts that you have going on and just focusing on one thing. Um, and that's why I choose to pair it with sports because it's something that, you know, athletes can relate to, you know, they, they don't mind thinking about their sport. It's fun. Um, and it's just about showing them, Hey, it's not turning off your thoughts. It's not like sitting in some crazy position. It's not. It doesn't have to be religious. It doesn't have to be spiritual. Um, it can just be you sitting there and thinking about what you want to think about. <laughs> so I try to simplify it as best as possible, but that's it. It's just, you know, let me try to direct my thoughts in one direction.
2: Wow. Let me direct my thoughts in one direction. Yeah. Thank you for uh, stating that. Because, again, it can be like, so what's this all <laughs> Prince mentioned, like, it, whether it being taboo or difficult or how you do it? and. Thanks for pointing out there are a number of ways to meditate. Like it's not just one way to do it. So that also helps along the way. You know, it's as a again, a legend and and continuing on, you know, there was some confidence that played a role in that, right? So how important is confidence, you know, obviously from being a young person up until this point in all the transitions, like the self-confidence piece or you know, managing ego and what people might think of you. Like, how did you work through that? You know, what are some ways that one builds self-confidence?
0: Yeah, so this is definitely, like, the focus of of what I try to do now is to get people to understand that um, your confidence might have taken a hit along the road, but it's, you know, more likely than not because of some outside experience that was not anything to do with you. Um, And this is what I try to make clear is um, we can... We can be told one thing or we can experience one event in our life and that can get stuck in our subconscious and we can be completely unaware of it, but the subconscious mind dominates our life and it has no way of being like, that's a helpful thought or that's a hurtful thought. It just stores experiences. So, so you know, you could have had a coach when you were seven um, who slipped up and made a rude comment, you know, coaches are people too. Um, And, you know, this could just get stuck in there. And again, you can be unaware of it, but it can come out in so many ways. It can have you, you know, thinking you're shy. It can have you thinking that you're slow. It can have you thinking that you can't take risks or that mistakes are like inherently bad. Um, And all of these things can end up affecting that. They can cause anxiety. They can cause confidence issues. They can just affect how you live or how you play. Um, So what I try to make clear is that we can have these thoughts in our subconscious mind, but they're not necessarily our fault. Um, and, it, and it's normal. Um, you know, identifying them is a great first step. But, you know, I, and, I, and I think meditation can help with confidence because of that, you know, you can just simply meditate on the opposite of these negative beliefs. Or you can, you can even phys- you can literally practice using your mind, like the mind body connection we're finding is so strong, that it, it does take some time to, to make your meditation skills realistic enough, but you can, you know, your brain can't really discern between reality and a dreamlike state. Um, So you can literally meditate and make it as realistic, like as a dream. And you will then go out there and your brain's like, oh, I do this all the time. You know, so confidence comes in preparation, but you could just sit in your bed and see yourself, you know, catching a football over and over, take the time to, to practice to make it realistic enough. And your brain's like, I do that. I do this all the time. So when you're on the field, when it matters, you don't have to fake it. Your brain's just like, yeah, I do this.
2: Yo, Princess, I see you smiling. What's that?
3: (laughs) 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 Because she's speaking my language. I mean, everything that she's saying, it it, it coincides with everything that I've been studying over the past decade plus. And so one of the things that I wanted to jump to was... before we got on camera you mentioned that you were reading my book and you told me that it was really good how I broke down the zone but I wanted to hear from you have, have you ever been in a moment when you were playing that you get into the flow state the zone and and knew that at that point in time that you were unstoppable anything could happen
0: yeah and it's funny there's like there's a few examples that come to mind as you say that but I think the funniest part is that like when I was younger my mom was my coach. Um and she would it, it, she was she was a parent coach, so she had to be hard on me, so she was like yelling at me from the sidelines, and I would never like even change or like look at her anything and she's like why don't you listen to me and I was like i don't hear you and i like couldn't i couldn't really explain it to her because I was a young kid, but now that I'm older, I know that I was like so focused, so in the zone, apparently I was still messing up, but I was still like I was just so focused that i didn't hear my mom um and and i and I do remember a few instances specific instances when I was younger when I would just get in the zone, and my mom was like, What did you do today, like mentally, to make you play like that? And I was like, I don't know, but I did feel different. And I would just like take over a game. And then, like, the, the most recent example was um, my, de- my debut for the Portland Thorns. So, this is an NWSL team in Oregon. Um, and this is the greatest women's soccer environment in the world. Like, they get like 19,000 fans at a, at a game, it's incredible. Um, and my debut for them, I came on at left back and like I had to take a throw in and I look at my teammate who's on the field and I can see that she's like yelling for the ball, but I can't hear her. Cause the, I'm sure Prince is like, yeah, this is normal, but like <laughs> I can't hear her. Cause the fans are cheering so loud, but I don't, I also didn't hear the fans cause I was so in the zone. Like I was so excited, so focused on what I was doing that I didn't hear the fans either, but I also couldn't hear my teammate. And then later I was like, Oh, that's why you couldn't hear your teammate. because and the fans because you're you're just so focused that really there's just like nothing that can get, you know, nothing that can get in your way. So that's, you know, those are my like biggest in the zone moments. And they're just really nice, a nice place to be.
2: Yeah, it's it's amazing. And I could I could hear those zone stories from each of you all day because most folks, I won't say most folks don't experience it. Some folks don't know what to call it. And yeah. the fact that you can revisit that moment, it's almost, it's a different kind of a high, because once you have that experience where there's everything runs still, it's like, I want to get back to that. Like, I want to feel that again. I know you, what, I mentioned Prince Prince. Have you had that feeling, that zone feeling before?
3: Most definitely, man. I, I described it in my book. Um, I've, I've, I've experienced it while I was playing ball, while, while I was in collegiate years, high school, um uh, professional sports but also whenever i had the opportunity to go spend time at the monastery that's when i really started understanding like what meditation is um what being in the zone is about and just finding that peace within so yeah so uh, everything that she's describing it puts a smile on my face and it warms my heart because she's speaking the truth and Uh, You can hear it. You can hear when somebody has experienced something because you can hear the passion in their voice. And so, Sam, like kudos to you. I love what you're doing.
0: Agreed. Thank you.
2: In a very, in a very much less dramatic sense, I too have experienced. I think I have. Let me let's talk about it with you all. Let me talk about real quick. Let me see. Talk about it, please. (laughs) Professional speaker. See, I've not been on fields in that way, uh, performing at that kind of level. But I swear. I was being introduced once, right? You like kind of get, you know, before a game or before presentation for anyone, it's like, it's okay, I'm getting ready for a game. It was one of the first times that there was an audience that was just, again, like you're talking about in Portland or Prince playing at, you know, Georgia Tech or with the, the Ravens where the crowd just erupts. It was the first time officially that I recall an audience erupting. From the moment they erupted, things went quiet. I don't remember how I got from where I was to the stage. I thought I blacked out. And then all of a sudden I was in front of them. Almost the entire moment is a complete blur to this day. And I wondered, if, I'm like, yo, what? But again, I was locked in. It, wasn't, it didn't even really matter that people were cheering. you know. So I guess to you all's point, it's like when you all, when you all find your place in your gift, in your space, you're locked in. You're
0: yeah. If I, if I may, like, I think that's such a good point there at the end. Like you don't have to have a massive crowd watching you. You don't have to do anything crazy. Like I I truly think it's when you are like locked into your passion. Um And, and when we talk, you know, when we go into the ego, I think this is the moment when you are like setting that aside and, you know, it's in the zone, it's the flow state. Like you, people can experience this, like, you know, making art. That's a fantastic way to be, be in the zone. Um, listening to music. Um, I mean, meditation, of course, like I, I truly do feel like in the zone every single day when I meditate, like it does it like time, time. I don't know what it is. I don't even know where I am. It's just allowing yourself to, you know, put aside the judgment, the, the thinking, like, am I doing this right? Am I, am I good enough? All these things and just being fully like present and like in your passion um, and that's where you can truly be in the zone. Um, and yeah, like it, it's something that you kind of like. Once you feel it, you kind of like crave it because you just feel like yourself and you feel like whole. So yeah. Are you
2: dropping all these gems. <laughs> Back sometime, man. this is powerful.
3: <laughs> this is powerful, man. Do, do you ever um, get an opportunity to speak at at places? I know you said that you work with kids, but this is powerful because adults need to hear this as well.
0: Thanks. No, I'm not. So, no, I've never spoken anywhere.
3: Okay. Well, we're gonna have to make sure that you do
2: speak somewhere.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah.
2: So I gotta ask. I know that you are, uh, you know, close with your family. You know, and it's important. And you seem to have a, a great spirit, right? So, what is something, or what are things that make you laugh uncontrollably to tears that you enjoy most?
0: oh you said laugh
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah. oh my gosh that's so fun that's such a great question um yeah i think i think just like my people like um you know like i obviously now i spend a lot of time with my boyfriend um who we were best friends in high school so so shout
3: out out to the boyfriend shout out
0: to cody hill um (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, you know, just like, just like being with your people, like my, my sister that I was talking about earlier is might be the funniest person I've ever met. Like I get on her all the time. I'm like, you have brain damage and you're still funnier and smarter than me. Like, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Um, but it's just like, yeah, I think just like being, you know, being authentic and being, you know, with your people. And yeah, when you get one of those like really good, like belly laughs that you can't stop. Um, those are like really I, I cherish those moments. And now I really, and now I hope I have one soon. No pressure. But yeah, that's, that was a nice question. But yeah, my people, my, you know, you know, I'm, you know, just when you're comfortable, when you're fully comfortable, you're in the moment, like nothing else matters. And it's probably not even that funny, but, you know, in the moment it is. Yeah, I love those moments. So thanks for bringing that up. It's on deck. Definitely
2: it's on deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So cool. So, what are some? I guess you know some uh, some other thoughts that you'd like you know to share with folks that are looking to learn more about meditation or being mindful. What are some things that you can lay on folks to let them know that it's a place for anybody, regardless of what they've been through, or where they are, or where they think they're going?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, just like you said, it could not be made more for everybody. Um, you know, I, I, I do hear like, like how Prince was talking about it being taboo. Um, I I do understand that it was, you know, originated in, in, you know, Eastern cultures where there was more of a spiritual religious side to it. Um, but you can, you can literally meditate about anything. Like there's a candle right here at my desk that I could meditate about if I wanted to. And it's just like giving yourself permission to like, stop, you know, like all day, like even while we're asleep, like we have anxiety dreams and then we wake up and, and we're already stressed because we have to get out of bed and we're probably already late or we have to like make our lunch or we have to get our kids ready. So we wake up in a state of I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. Um, you know, and then we're, we're doing things, you know, for other people all day long, probably no matter who you are, you're doing things for other people all the time, which is, you know, which is great. But um, it's just, I really just think it's like giving yourself permission to stop and feel good. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I, sometimes I like use the analogy of it's like, it's, you know, when you're like phone's not working and you just turn it off and then you turn it back on and then it works again. Like that can be your brain too. Like when's the last time you just like gave it a second to turn off? Um, you know, like I think more and more now we are just inundated with so much stimuli like and we can't even help it. Like our our jobs and our lives like require us to be, you know, on social media or you know, constantly researching or whatever it is. And it's just like, yeah, I can give myself one minute, three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes today to just be by myself and let that be okay. Um, yeah. So I know that it feels weird at first and it takes some practice, but it 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 is literally for anyone who has a mind and who would like to take care of it.
3: For all you women out there who are trying to figure out what's next, this is next. Sam just brought it to you. She said, practice meditation, spend one minute, three minutes, five minutes with yourself, even 10 minutes if you want to. But starting with one minute sounds like that is the way to go because it's the, this, it takes steps. You know, to get to where you want to get to. And I think you you, you shared it best. So Sam, that was amazing. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
3: yeah. Prince, any more thoughts from you or final thoughts or questions? What yeah? Yes. Yes. So Sam, this is the part of the show where I really like to go in and dive in deep and just think about what would be some of the things that you would want to tell your sister. If it was your last time seeing her, what was, what is the one thing? Well, it could be your sister but um, or your mother or anyone, anyone in your family. But I guess I'll start with your sister because you mentioned her several times. Sounds like that's your soulmate. Um, what would be mm-hmm. one of the, one of the, one of the things that you would want to tell her if you were never to see her again?
0: Yeah. Wow. This I'm not, I'm going to try not to cry. That's, that's such a great question. Um, but I think I would just let her know like how proud I am of her um like she you know she was she was dealt a really hard hand um you know she she got these injuries back when pe- 2006 so people didn't really understand what was going on with her they they told her she was fine all this stuff she wasn't um and we don't know what her future is like you know we don't know you know she's young she's almost 30 but we don't know what it's going to be like you know in her 40s and and I would just tell her that like I'm I'm so proud of her um she you know, she has like the greatest spirit and the greatest attitude. Like I said, she's so funny. She's the life of every single party. Um, when yeah, behind closed doors, she struggles and she, you know, has gone through all the mental health stuff, which not a surprise. She got, you know, everything was taken away from her when she was 15. Um, so yeah, I'm just really proud of her. And a lot of times she, you know, says that she's my older sister, but she looks up to me because I've, Gone to college. I've played sports. I've traveled the world. Um, I'm a business owner, but at the same time, like it couldn't be more opposite. Like she is my role model, and everything I do um, is because she inspires me. So yeah, I'm just really proud. Like <laughs> for her to just be dealt that hand and just be like the coolest person I know is just really impressive.
3: Nice. So real quick, uh, what I want you to do is just look into the camera and say and tell your sister, you know, that you love her and. and Uh, The one thing that you would tell her is that.
0: She doesn't have a Facebook, but Jen, I love you. I'm proud of you. Thanks for being you.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. It's interesting because I'll say that I always, you know, want to make sure people ask. Generally, the folks who have amazing attitudes like yourself, like Jen, you know, probably anybody who spends time with you all for any significant amount of time, like very few people say, hey, how are you doing? So I guess as we, you know, continue to close, it's like remembering to ask a friend that always seems okay if they're okay. Okay. Um, Because sometimes, you know, the the smile, the most, the the smiliest face isn't always happy. They're just, they're working through and figuring this life thing out like everyone else is. And I think that's what helps continue to grow our minds as well, is knowing that we're, we're all in this place, you know, trying to figure it out. And, and, and I must also say as well that we discussed it and briefly in during this time, you know, you mentioned that you have an autoimmune disease as well that you've worked through and forged through. But It's interesting that that was not your focus of the conversation even yeah. still, right? So for those of you all watching and listening and understanding, you know, I guess the mindset and being mindful, it's also being mindful of others and how to uplift yourself and the better you are at doing that, the better you'll be at uplifting others as well. So that was okay that I mentioned that, but yeah. But rocks are thrown through as we uh, as we introduce you. We be, we spare no expense. We knew how it made me, we or now you just everyone else got to see. Also, Prince, any final words or thoughts as we get out of
3: here? That's my final words is just continue with the with with being an advocate for mindfulness and meditation. and and shout it and scream it out because there's so many other things in this world that are very toxic. And I think this is the one thing that will help remedy a lot of people of their mental illness uh, that they carry uh, around in the world. So, um, you know, my advice is just please shout it out as loud as possible. um, And I'll be doing the exact same thing. And when our paths cross, we should definitely do it together.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. You guys have no idea how much this has meant to me. Like when I, when I find people who get it, like it's just, it just really fills me up. So um, yeah, thank you so much. And Prince, I love what you're doing. Stan, that was amazing. Normalize asking, how are you? I love that. Um, but yeah, guys, honestly, thank you so much. This was a gift to me. So, thank you. Oh,
2: Absolute pleasure. Shout out to the BFF, you know, your BF. Right, boyfriend for being amazing
0: too. Yes, I will tell. I let him know. He'll be so happy.
2: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so very much uh, for being here with us. And officially uh, at Sam Lofton on Instagram. Make sure you know more about her and what she's got up her sleeve and working on from here on out. And for those of you all, thank you for joining us. And obviously, Sam sharing her story and being so transparent and dropping the jewels. Thank you. And for those of you all watching, please don't forget to like. Comment and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Game Beyond the Game, as well as making sure you tune in next week on Game Beyond the Game's Facebook Live every Tuesday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We look forward to seeing you there. Always have a great day, you all. Bye now. Peace.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.